Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. And we're here to talk about Minute 34 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with Fox having an idea and ends with Felicity scolding him. However, it is not her scolding him for that idea, even though that would be a nice little progression for one minute. (laughs) Yes, that would be great. No. So do we want to divide this into kind of the three sections that the minute takes place in? So we have our ending of the last minute that we were talking about with them in the room and freaking out and the roof crumbling. We have them doing the result of Mr. Fox's idea. And then we have Felicity's moment kind of thing. So do we want to divide this? Yeah. Do we want to divide it into three? That seems like the only reasonable option. Alrighty. So we finish the minutes progression that we were just talking about last time with Mr. Fox running around and saying he'd been in this situation before and he had we've been trapped before we've been trapped before and he shouts into the void dig as almighty as one is able to shout dig yeah he yeah he holds his arms out like andy dufresne and says dig oh my gosh uh, that is so true (laughs) i never um, thought of that and then when he says dig we kind of zoom out and then we get a very surreal point of view where we we zoom out of the room they're in. We see that they're underground and we get like a two-dimensional representation like an ant farm. It's very cool to look at. But I wanted to say when he says we've been trapped before, you're like, hmm, when have they been trapped before? And they they were trapped before earlier when they were on the squab farm and they got caught in a fox trap. And we didn't know how they got out of that. But now we do. They dug full circle and it's a little it's an interesting thing because in my memory of like having watched this movie like not all in one sitting for like the first time i watched it to me it's always like oh yeah we saw them dig the first time they were trapped in the fox trap no you didn't actually see them dig so now this is actually a reveal which is kind of cool yeah and it is one of i think it's a payoff for those that have seen it multiple times because it might be kind of, it's kind of a throwaway line in some regards, but it also is this big like revelation moment that it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is some explanation that is done so cleverly and not in a clunky or exposition-y way. Yeah, it's good storytelling because for those who are paying attention, this has been set up that digging is a way that foxes can get out of a situation. And for those who aren't paying attention, like, I don't know, I guess they're not going to nitpick about like, why do they dig? They've never been able to dig before. Why do they start digging now? Yeah. Just saying, like, Cinema Sins couldn't do a sin for that. Basically. You can come at us, Cinema Sins. We will fight you. No, I won't fight Cinema Sins. I love Cinema Sins. I, but about that point. Okay, yeah. I don't I know. Would... If, they love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think they recently talked about it on their podcast. Oh, that's cool. Or, or someone did. But, oh, yeah, no, you know why? Because one of them, Chris just said he recommended Isle of Dogs for people to watch and he said it's nowhere as good as Fantastic Mr. Fox so other podcasts to listen to if you like Fantastic Mr. Fox the Sincast by CinemaSins is a good show and they actually talk about movies they like and not they don't like complain about movies as much as they do in their videos okay so then they start digging Mm -hmm. and you get this really cool you continue on this ant farm idea and i i really like that comparison um and you see all these layers of the different soils and you they actually come across a layer of bedrock but then i have lots of questions about how they then progress down more but um as an art as a former 
or a trained archaeologist, I found that representation really cool because it is, you experience that when you're digging in the dirt kind of thing, but a lot of people don't realize it, how, like, it's a simple color change or texture change or something like that that is really that different layering in the dirt, and that's such a cool and clear example of what you see when you're digging in the dirt that a lot of people don't realize. So I just thought it was a really cool visual representation for something from my past kind of thing. Now I'm blanking. Is there, is there like a little skeleton in this in the background? Not in this while scene. They're digging? No, not in, this, not in scene. this scene. But like later, later on, they'll yeah. be like digging, and we'll get the ant, har- ant farm view, and then there's like a skeleton or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I do think that 2D representation is good. It reminds you of when you're in like middle school geology and you're learning about like tectonic plates and whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun representation of soil and the earth. But I do wonder. So. They start going straight down, which would be super inefficient, and, like, besides that point. They hit this layer of bedrock, or very large rock, that looks very much like bedrock, and I wonder how they get around it, because typically you would have to move, like, great, great distances to get beyond a layer, because a layer like that would be very long and, like, pervasive throughout a large swath of land, as opposed to, like you can get more detailed, refined layers, like finer soils that are differentiated in a smaller area because of humans, Um, but that big, like, heavy rock layer. And so I'm just wondering how they got around it and still remained in the same vicinity that they were already in in their valley. Yeah, I guess the idea is that they just went sideways for a little and then they found an area where it wasn't as strong and then they went went down, but... If scientifically they would have to go very far in order for them to find a weak spot, then maybe, yeah, you're right. It's interesting. to I just, like, from my, my knowledge of dirt, it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, but you also call into the question, like, why do they keep digging down? Like, if they, if they dug down enough so that the farmers didn't, like, didn't know where they were and then just kept digging sideways and then just went, like, three miles sideways, the farmers would never find them. Yeah. Yeah, their pattern is a little confusing. Also, they would have the dirt falling on themselves. Like, digging straight down is very dangerous. I mean, the many mine collapses we've had in the last several years have shown that. Like, digging straight down causes collapses. So, like, they're going to have this dirt piling on them the deeper they get. That's another another thing I was thinking about. At the same time, it's a Wes Anderson movie. So if they weren't moving straight up or down or straight side to side, it wouldn't be right. That is true. He, he relies on those straight lines way too much. Okay, and then I wanted to talk about the order in which they're digging. Yes. We have Mr. Fox leading the way, followed by Felicity, followed by Kylie, then Christofferson, and then Ash. So is this a, is this a pecking order in terms of, like, who's the best digger or who Mr. Fox likes the best? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. I think maybe it would be strength order, who can dig the best. And I think Ash is just not not as developed as Christofferson, and they've brought that up a whole bunch of times, and he needs a little more support. And I mean, really what Christofferson and Ash are doing in the back is really just making sure the dirt is far enough away from them. Yeah. They're, They're, like, moving the dirt to piles basically yeah because really the way it's the way it appears in the two-dimensional representation is that fox is the only one breaking new ground and then everyone else behind him is just kind of shuffling it backwards 
which is obviously is an, is an inaccurate way of depicting the digging, but it's still like a fun way to depict the digging visually. If we, we if we really wanted to see how like the process of digging, it would not look so clean cut and fun. No, they would need to be more shoulder to shoulder as if as opposed to front to back. I think we do see some of that later, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And then we move on from the digging. Yeah, sure. So we get to one fox hour later, which is shown through one of those little title card kind of things that we've been seeing throughout the film. And they're all kind of huffing and puffing and just like chilling for a sec. And they're not that. Christopherson is meditating. Yeah, with shoes on. So like Christopherson put shoes on before running downstairs to the the rest of like to Mr. and Mrs. Fox, which is like Christopherson just has amazing foresight. He's like, yo, gonna put some shoes on. Or well, maybe what, he like hadn't gone to bed yet. Maybe he was like, kind of like he was like kind of feeling sick, so he like went to the bathroom for a little bit, and then he was like, went to get a sip of water, and then he hadn't really like settled in for the night, you know. But what? Why would he then be wearing his like sneakers? I don't know. It depends on like if he takes his shoes off like right away when he gets into the house, or like if he takes them off like more in like the, the bedroom when he's closer to go to bed. Or maybe Ash was feeling toxic, so he like didn't want to go into the bedroom. Mm, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> but I wanted to say Christopherson's legs while meditating looked like really bendy and weird. Yeah, they did. I was I was they're, thinking that they're too. very they're very pretzeled, and it's a it's it's kind of a funny just side and, side joke. And I wonder if it has something to do. And this is something I probably should have looked up in our book um, to do with the way their knees are designed. Just because they have that weird, I think we were talking about this a couple minutes ago, where like Felicity has that weird bend in like right before the kneecap. It makes this weird like seven shape almost. Yeah, well, like canine type legs aren't the same as like our knees. So yeah. They have like the, they have the very large hip and then that kind of, it like dips back and then forward because they're back legs. So for them to de- tip, depict that as like human walking legs is weird, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It like, it's good. Yeah, definitely. And then you have Ash sitting, presumably sitting, it looks like he's sitting, but with his arms above his head. And it's like any person who's ever done like athletics for a while knows that you should stand when you're doing that because it opens up your lungs better than when you sit. So it's just like, is Ash an athlete? I don't think he is. (laughs) Do you think I'm an athlete? Um, and then poor Kylie is just standing there huffing and puffing, and it's like, Kylie is not meant for this. And then Felicity says to Mr. Fox, I need to speak with you privately. Except, it, well, after interrupting Mr. Fox of trying to give the backstory and, like, oh. save himself from this. Yeah, he was about to give a pep talk. Yeah, and it's like, Mr. Fox, you've literally dug yourself into a hole right now. Don't try. <laughs> nice. Um, so then Uh, Felicity moves Mr. Fox to a mineral deposit. This is one of my favorite gags in the movie. Yes. They're like, oh, we just dug for a little bit. Now we're going to go into this giant room full of diamonds. I actually think it's mica. Um, looking at it. Yeah, obviously it's not, like, valuable diamonds, but, like, oh, we're in this hole. And then, like, right next to this hole, like, there just happens to be, like, this giant room full of, like, shiny, like geodes or whatever yeah i but like looking at it i really think it's mica a mica deposit which is kind of weird when you think about it because mica is usually broken up throughout soil but depending on how deep they are there could just be deposits of mica so that's what i think it is 
I have a friend named Micah. That's cool. No, I don't actually. I was just... Oh. Disappointment. I was lying. So, okay, so Felicity... Yeah. Felicity starts accosting Mr. Fox. She says, I'm going to lose my temper now. And then Fox is like, okay... When? And then... <laughs> when? And then she says, right now. And then she slaps him across the face. I think she's like... She scratches slashes him, though. Slashes him. Yeah, slashes. Yeah. yeah, that's a better word. But it's like, that. that is the first time we see Mr. Fox react to physical pain. Like, he makes yeah. noises, although his face doesn't really show the amount of pain he's in. His voice is very articulate to that. To, to be honest, though, the efforts that George Clooney gives are very bad. Like, like the sounds he makes as, like, a reaction to getting hit are, like, uh, like they're not that good. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so funny. It's another one of those moments where Felicity just has such a strong moment in in all of this that she's got another great line. She's showing her strength, and she's really just she's a she's an actor just as much as Mr. Fox is, and she's not taking his shenanigans lightly. This this is one of the central scenes of the movie actually which is why i think they chose to set it in this mineral deposit because if it was just another scene in a hole it wouldn't be as memorable but really this is one of the defining scenes of the movie mrs fox losing her temper literally hitting mr fox and then as the confrontation continues into the next minute i guess we'll talk about more of what this applies to the thesis of the movie in terms of mr fox's character arc and the overall message about like being true to your creature instincts and like being a member of a family but really right here what we're getting set up is this confrontation between felicity and mr fox that's coming to a head right here as part of the rising action of the movie mm-hmm. also thinking about the parallels to the beginning scene with the the digging and them escaping you have kind of a reverse glow I was just thinking about like the, the the use of light and how just before they got trapped last time, uh, Felicity was glowing, and this time just after they've been or in the continuation, but after the immediacy of their trapping, their surroundings are glowing, and that implication that it's kind of a together like it's a it's kind of like a passage of light in some ways. And I'm thinking in the next time we see, like, a real glow kind of thing at the end, which, like, not super spoils, but, like, whatever, you they both glow. So, like, there's kind of a passage of light, and it's this cruxing moment. Like you were saying, like, this is one of the scenes of the movie. Yeah, and it's both of them giving a very emotional performance. We actually see Mr. Fox start to cry in this minute. I don't know if Felicity's crying yet because she's more angry, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's it's... It's strong stuff, and just the the whole mineral deposit thing, it like really, really gets me because it's it's a great comedy gag, but it also just it screams significance for the characters too, and it's so beautiful to look at because it's like they didn't have to, again they didn't have to go this all out on having them stand in a room that's full of these shiny minerals, but they did, and it just goes to show like they understand fundamentally how to set up a scene and how to keep things visually interesting and how to keep the characters emotionally interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk more about this scene and how it evolves in the next minute too, but this starting of the scene so strongly with um, the scratch or the slash and getting to see their emotions truly play out. And this is like Mr. Fox reacting 
to the pain that Felicity has caused him just shows the significance that she has on his life like he's willing to be vulnerable in front of his wife in a way that he wasn't necessarily willing to be vulnerable in front of Kylie and his son and his nephew in the previous scene where or a couple scenes ago where he was getting his tail sewn the void of his tail sewn back together so it it, it has power to it and I think it's only it only builds from from this moment yes I was going to ask you what you think of the general idea of Felicity hitting Mr. Fox isn't that like not good I mean yeah that's not great you really spousal abuse happens in both directions though it more primarily happens um, male to female male abusing female or in the stereotypical sense of male to female but I think it's another one of those instances where they are showing their anim- animalistic traits and you mm-hmm. remember in this moment oh yeah they're animals not people and even though you just come after them digging kind of thing and that should be a huge red flag of like oh yeah they're animals it's still it's still very fight or flight like very humanistic or humanoid whatever but the the abuse it's not played for a laugh which i think helps or it is but like the reality of it like it settles in so quickly and you realize all of a sudden like this is big this is not okay like it does carry weight to it that is rectified and it in a beat kind of thing like it's it's she suddenly realizes that she what she did was not okay although we don't really see that in this minute we see that in the next minute a bit more but um the the hitting yeah it's it's not it's not okay like abuse spousal abuse is a huge domestic abuse is a huge problem in this in the world and like that's not okay but it in this movie holds a weight because of their animalistic tendencies i think it's like I don't want to say more okay because no domestic abuse is okay, but like it's it has less severity. It has a dramatic purpose in the movie, and also it's a response to the like emotional trauma that Fox has been causing her. Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, at the end of the day, one outburst like that in a response isn't necessarily justified, but it's like okay, that's something you can see a person doing. Yes. It's a response that makes sense. Whether or not it's correct, it's a response that, like, a good character, even a flawed character, which makes them a good character, you can see them doing. Yeah. We're, we see that Mrs. Fox isn't perfect. She's not as ideal as maybe Mr. Fox makes her out to be, but that's why they're so good together, is because neither of them is perfect. But together, they can really grow and flourish. Because you'll you notice Mr. Fox doesn't like walk away after he hits him. Like he stands there and stands his ground. Mm-hmm. He's not like he's just gonna take that beating and like whimper. It's like yeah, they continue the conversation. They're, they're they're a team. They're a team. Yeah, they continue a conversation. Like like any good relationship should be. If there is a problem, they're facing it head on and they have a conversation about what's happening. Yeah, and that's why at the end of the day, I think this is still like a good positive representation of a relationship mm-hmm. okay you want to wrap it there yeah sure that sounds good i i'm out of notes okay uh, yeah this has been minute 34 of fantastic mr fox we hope you join us next time for minute 35 
You can find us on the social meds. No. I'm at Tyler B-O-U-D-Y on Twitter. That's at Tyler Booty on Twitter. And you can find us as a show at, at Amateur Nerds on Twitter. You can also email us at Amateur Nerds Present at gmail.com. And yeah, Condra, anything else to add? Have a fantastic day. Yeah, I guess rate, review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.